welcome to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we try a new brew and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. We're day 239. And yes, I know you were expecting Harry. And yes, I know you were hoping for coffee. But unfortunately, Harry's been quite unwell this week. We had a little excursion to the ED with influenza-like symptoms uh, last night. And so I said, hey, you know what? You just focus on getting better. I'll do the next couple of daily brews. But because I am not drinking coffee at the moment, we are just going to get right into it. We're not going to have any brew. I know that we are the devotional where every day we try a new brew. And today we're just going to have to try what God is brewing in the Bible. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to focus on. And we're looking at the scriptures today, which you can find in the description. Uh, we're looking at Psalm 103, verses 13 to 22. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 12 to 22. And 2 Chronicles chapters 29, 30 and 31, verse 1. Did you know that you are anointed by God? It's possible because the Holy Spirit is in you. An anointing carries breakthrough. It carries power. It gives you access to prayer and worship. It enables you to proclaim the gospel to others. The anointing is not just for the chosen few. It is available for you. So what does it practically mean to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit? What do our scriptures say about this today? Well, I'm glad you've asked because we're about to dig into them. We see today in the Psalms that the anointing gives you access to the throne room of the Father. We have access to a loving parental relationship with God. Verse 13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. God loves you far more than any parent could love their child. And I know for parents listening today, that's going to be a really hard thing to fathom. But it's true. God loves you, God loves me, God loves every individual around you infinitely more than a parent could love a child. And we read today that this love isn't just for our lifetime, but also for all of eternity. Verse 17 says, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. His love and righteousness and anointing is a generational blessing, but it's also an eternal one. Secondly, we read today that the anointing allows us to experience the promises of God right now. Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. God the Father makes promises, they are yes in Christ, and through Him and His Spirit, the Amen is spoken through us. God's promises are always for you, they are yes, and the yes is spoken over us. He has given us the authority and the anointing to say Amen, to say your will be done. Verses 21 and 22 says, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. What is concealed in the Old Testament has been revealed in the new with the revelation of Jesus Christ. Anointing is no longer just for the chosen few, as I said earlier, but it is for all who receive Jesus and who are full of the Holy Spirit. 
And lastly today, we can know the anointing of God in our lives right now. In the Old Testament, three groups of people and three groups of people only were anointed. First of all, kings, priests, and prophets. Those three anointings, kings, priests, and prophets. Today, through the work of the Holy Spirit in us, we can have all three of these anointings available to us for us to step into. So firstly, a kingly anointing. You have a kingly anointing for the battle against temptation, evil, and sin. Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, was anointed with this kingly anointing as we read in our passage today. He's, from my experience, one of the greatest kings in the history of the people of God. His focus as a leader was on restoration, consecration, pursuing God, pleasing him. He battled and won most of the time against temptation, evil, and sin. You have a kingly anointing today. Secondly, a priestly anointing. You have a priestly anointing to pray and to worship. This was the role of the priest on behalf of the people in the Old Testament. They led the worship. They represented the people in the presence of God. They ministered the sacrifices. Under Hezekiah, these priests did a beautiful job in their priestly responsibilities. But now this role is available to all of us. You have a kingly anointing and you have a priestly anointing. You don't need to go to somebody else to get into his presence to be heard by him. Go straight to him yourself. You have a priestly anointing. And finally, you have a prophetic anointing available to you. You have a prophetic anointing to speak the good news about Jesus, the gospel message. And Nathan, the prophet, was an example of this prophetic anointing in the book of annoying. Anointing is what I meant to say. Nathan, the prophet, was an example of this prophetic anointing in the book of Chronicles. He was anointed to speak the word of God. And it's now our job under Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to speak the truth of Jesus Christ to our world. You are anointed. You are appointed. You are called to something greater than just your everyday life. Don't wait for those people who you think are holy enough to do wonderful things for God. He has anointed you to do wonderful things for him. Three, two, okay, one. nice and quick today, but we are already here for the verse of the day. And it is today, 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse 9. If you return to the Lord, then your fellow Israelites and your children will be shown compassion by their captors and will return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. Man, it breaks my heart when I speak to people who are far away from God and they think that they are beyond redemption. So many times throughout the Bible, we see the total opposite of that. We see it again in this scripture. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. And the key is returning to him. So many people miss out because they think they won't be welcomed back gladly. But the reality is the scripture is plain. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. Man, what an encouragement today. I encourage you to underline that and share it with somebody in your world today. All right, short and sweet, but that is it today for The Daily Brew. Thank you so much for bearing with me for another couple of days. I will see you again tomorrow because I am just wanting to make sure that Harry gets a little bit of extra time to get healthy again. But hey, if it's the start of your day, have a wonderful day. And if it's the end of your day, 
Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for day 240 of the Daily Brew.